Welcome to Caribbean Millennials. Good day, fellow listeners, Caribbean Millennials, podcasties. <laughs> what? <laughs> you mean your co-host? I think that's the right thing. <laughs> Co-host, co-host now. Co-host. Yeah, I think that's the right thing. Yeah, but good day to everyone. You yeah, know, yeah, here yeah. for episode forty-four, we would like to introduce our guests. Yeah, we Join have some guests today. today. It's not just us for our our fire episode. You know, <laughs> we have Camille Govaya. Hello again. And Shona K. Campbell. Good evening, everyone. Yeah. Yo, I hope this episode really is fire and it doesn't end up like a fire festival type situation where oh, you're talking about fire, but it wasn't fire. Like everyone showed up and it sucked. Yeah. yeah well, we're not trying to have that happen. Not just let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, everyone having a good week. I know last week we skipped the podcast. If y'all missed us, I was still recovering from my Mexican escape. You know, was still in vacation mode from. Living my best life, you know. <laughs> out here with I was jealous watching you. <laughs> wow, y'all, if Camille was yeah, jealous boy, of my life. I was jealous. Do people jealous. who have been to Mexico see Mexico? Like, isn't it Mexico? Like, you know, right? <laughs> like in tacos, like, you know. <laughs> I mean, I was just, when you, you come know, back, and you don't like... tacos anymore. It's like, so what, what, what is this? That's, actual, that's actually how I felt last night, to be honest. But, yeah, you no know, one sent no shade, you no and get corn tortillas at Costa Vida. Yeah, all right? Yeah, you, yeah. Had to, you just had to stick with the regular stuff. It wasn't the tortilla that was the problem. It was everything else. Adani, have we ever had problems? There wasn't a mariachi band. There the wasn't. Band. We literally had a mariachi band on the beach, literally. Uh, uh, but listen, your your Spanish was giving me life. I was Good like, Mexico yes, Anushka. They all spoiled. They come back Spanish. Um. So, like Shona K blatantly po- pointed out, Adani, are you still freezing your ass off in Portland? Actually, the temperature has greatly increased, all right? There has been a lot of sunshine this week when it has not been hailing. This right? week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, between the hail and golf ball size snow hitting you in the head, there have been lots of sunshine, and it's been about 60 degrees and about 29 at night. <laughs> but but it's, been a lovely inside, week. Well, it's been a lovely week. I've gotten a lot done. Inside and outside. Okay. I even took my garbage out and didn't get wet. Oh so that is God. a remarkable accomplishment so here. And- Guys, if, oh gosh. if Adani's testament here about his, you know, weekend review can tell us anything, it's about gratitude, you know, it's the little things. <laughs> Boy, it's a must. Account, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Wenan, what's your, what's your update for this week? I know they're just chilling, you know. Okay. <laughs> you same know? old, same you old. Know, same old, same old. So, Work authorization came through, you know, interviewing and whatnot. I mean, having second and third interviews and whatnot. So, you know, pretty soon I should be securing a job and not being a broke bum. God, I hate Woo! That. Go immigrant! <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate being jobless. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. Like, it's only so I can like, take a nap at one in the afternoon, Right? Really? That, I feel like that, that's every day. I know, I know. That is every I try day to make for, myself seem productive, though. That you is know? every day for Daddy. Remember when he was, like, living with us? He <laughs> was, like, every day in Choco. <laughs> okay. 
All right, mm-hmm. everybody don't need to know about yeah. my productivity habits. Okay, you know? <laughs> right? Should I took a You know, in some countries too? they allow a siesta. You would know that if you were actually <laughs> right. right? <laughs> you you know what the siesta? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, was too busy turning up. <laughs> Productivity. Right. Um, so before we hop into the episode, we just wanted to touch on some news this week. Um, it was the 30-year anniversary of the World Wide Web. Um, and funny enough, in that same week, we had that crash with Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. I'm Go internet. I'm not going to lie. I had a thought today. Well, it wasn't today. It was last week and the week before. And... During this 30th anniversary of the World Wide Web, I thought not all of us deserve the internet. I agree it, it needs you. to be taken from some people because, boy, mm-hmm. there's some of the things I see people doing with themselves on the internet that, yeah, no. And we had, we had the tragic uh, Ethiopian plane crash. Yeah, that, that was wild. The new, the new mm-hmm. Boeing 737 MAX planes, which are now being recalled in many countries yeah. because mm-hmm. of faulty software and sensors. So may they rest in peace. Yeah, Segway into that, Liat needs more money again. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Fair tone, Danny. Like Love the tone. <laughs> Bro, I feel like Liat has been needing money for as long as I've been on this earth. Both, both tragic, tragic instances. <laughs> Can I add to the news? Sure. Ah, oh, Mercury. sure. Mercury is in retrograde. Oh, 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 oh my God. There we go. Yes, Camille. Yes. God, it. Uh, it looks like it's working for you, Anushka, but it oh is, my gosh, for like... me, it's been terrible. Bro, I feel like Mercury always in retrograde. No, it's not. No, it's or, or maybe that's the excuse people always use it. Like, oh my God, Mercury's in retrograde. I, I don't know what it is about this time, but I feel like, especially this time, people are very expressive about Mercury and its retrograde. Right? So that might be people are being more in touch with their astrology, or (laughs) it's really bad this time. (laughs) Maybe we can do a podcast about astrology so we can educate you. Yes, yes, let's do it. All the Mercuries and all the retrogrades and just bring them together. Look, that's not how this works. Guys, I I don't have a problem with astrology. I actually believe in it. Like, I feel like, you know, it can dictate a bit of your personality and, you know, stuff happening around you. So does Anushka mask your zodiac sign? Nah, nah, nah. Cannot. Can never. Um, (laughs) No one can. You know, Aries Aries is the best. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not get crazy now. (laughs) I didn't know you were an Aries. Oh, we're getting crazy, all right? Aries is the best. All you others, simpleton plebs, like, calm down. Right. Yep, yeah. said like a true Aries. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. Right. But no, right. no, no. But honestly, my thing with astrology is that I I don't like and I I feel like you guys may share the same sentiment or maybe I may be wrong when people try to use astrology as an excuse for their bad behavior. You yeah. see someone like, oh my god, yeah, it's just because I'm a I'm a Scorpio. Like, no, you, you're just a horrible person. All right. So, like, so I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a meme. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'm a Scorpio, no. no. So with, Specifically with a Scorpio. <laughs> so without Be us... Up my Scorpios out there. Oh my my brother, yeah, do kill me, yeah. So without <laughs> us getting too into it, anybody who's just referencing that, oh, I'm this because I'm this one sign, doesn't know enough about their astrology. They need to grow up, yeah. Wow! wow. Okay, so moving on, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> 
Yo, I'm just here to say crazy and outrageous things, okay, guys? That's all I'm here for this weekend. Wait, so you're the Joe Biden of this podcast? Ooh. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, yes, I am. Oh. I am the Joe Okay, precursor, precursor. Um, so <laughs> let's get into our topic now. Yeah. So this week we brought on Camille and Shauna K because they're two of the biggest bacchanalists that we know. Um, <laughs> and um, we wanted to talk this week a little bit about bacchanal the- meaning carnival and eh? not going behind the government back. Not that bacchanal. <laughs> Just need to clarify. Yeah, it's not the way, a political by episode. The way, it's a cash up and Venmo. Yeah, guys. To, yeah, <laughs> donations. All right. Or recommendations. Or that. Right. I, I am accepting all glucose guardian recommendations <laughs> because I have guardians. a lot of things to pay for for my frontline. Cashew's got to get paid for. You right. Facts. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm accepting it all. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Someone's dog has to get it on this <laughs> Sorry, Puerto Rico. <laughs> That's the rest of the period. No. Yeah, he outside the coconuts for, for Camille. It's taking too long. <laughs> anyway. Back to our episode, The right. Perception of Carnival. Right. And I think it's an especially relevant time to talk about this because as many of you all know, Trinidad Carnival just passed and there was a lot of stuff in the media coming out of Trinidad Carnival. Um, so we just wanted to touch not too much on like the details and culture of Carnival itself because we did that in a previous episode way back, but a lot more about the perception and comparisons yeah. and outsiders coming in and outsiders perspective insider perspectives and that kind of thing so let's just start with posing a question do you guys feel like so carnival you know if we kind of go back to history is a big thing about freedom freedom of expression and carnival as was just celebrated is um celebrated all throughout the world right so all the caribbean carnivals used to be at the same time as trinidad and how mm. we know it to be celebrated is our expression of it but it you know stems of the same timing as carnival in brazil um, Mardi Gras in New Orleans and, you know, in different parts of the world where, you know, they have that same celebration. Do y'all feel like our carnivals versus Brazilian carnival versus New Orleans is, do you think some are glorified versus others or have different perceptions? Definitely, definitely. And I mean, if I'm just going to go out and start and say it, I think it has a lot to do with skin color. Just... Okay, question. Hold on, hold on. Wait, you saying it's glorified or it's different? That's I think that people glorify, like for example, Brazil's carnival more. Okay, yeah, I can see that. And I think it has a lot to do with skin color and the stereotype uh, of the or the fetish fetish. How do you say it? Fetish fetish. fetish. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Latin culture and how they're supposed to be sexy and exotic. Okay. And then contrasting that with the Caribbean, which is largely darker skinned people, although, yes, you have mixes. But I think that skin color, I mean, somebody could correct me or think I'm wrong, but I think skin color plays a huge role in it. Yeah, I, I agree with Camille um, there, but I also think they're both different, in my opinion. They're all different. 
Mardi Gras is not like Caribbean Carnival, not like Brazilian Carnival. Because I've been to Mardi Gras and I've seen it. And you see, like, our carnival is all about, like, you like, you know, you're having a good time you're in the streets and music, drinking, turning up, that kind of thing. Like, to me, from what I saw of Mardi Gras, it was about, like, the floats and people all on the, the like it's just like massive floats rolling by i mean you have people in costumes and whatnot but there's more beads throwing and whatnot like i don't think like the costumes were as extravagant or i, I don't say extravagant as nice as our costumes or brazil carnival costumes but so I, I also feel like look at who it's tailored to right yeah like, look but at who each one's tailored to. Exactly. And, like, Mardi Gras, I found Mardi Gras, they put a heavy, um, a heavy emphasis on not, not, like, you know, music, uh, on live music. So, there were a lot of, like, marching bands, people mm-hmm. playing, like, actual instruments. Well, so, I think kind of what y'all are saying is it kind of boils down to two things, right? It's the people participating in Carnival in terms of putting it on, Right. And the people um, participating in carnival in terms of coming to enjoy. Right. So if you have to start with something like New Orleans, you know, Mardi Gras um, to the people putting it on, it's very much about the music. But a lot of people who go to New Orleans, Mardi Gras, and maybe even who go to Brazil with the sole purpose to get wild. Whereas mm-hmm. for the people there themselves, exactly. it's about the culture. It is. And I, I, think right. it, I think it could be said for probably all of them that yeah. it, it's all of these festivals are deeply rooted in culture, but have almost been, for lack of a better word, like bastardized by the attendees with the like wildness and sexualization yeah, yeah. And, and that kind of thing right yeah in a mm-hmm. sense not saying everybody but there's a component of that because yeah the brazilians are in their skimpy costumes but like when you no but <laughs> it, it, the fact that you're even saying that hey, right hey, on, you're building on. into a thing um, I don't but it's so... about the samba dancing yes, right yes mm-hmm. um, but I just want you all to remember this point here. Eh? I remember everything that is being said right now. Remember it for later on in the podcast. That's all you're going <laughs> to okay. okay. Just remember okay. it. <laughs> so, I think, so I think that, and this is just based on having been in New Orleans multiple times and um, having friends that go to Brazil, that live in Brazil, go to Carnival every year and having gone to a few Carnivals both in the States and um, in the Caribbean islands. I think it's just that it's perception, right? So if you go, you see all the things you're like, oh, they're in really skimpy costumes in Brazil. And that might be the case as far as their costumes are concerned, but their like headpiece means something mm-hmm. or something else that's around it means something. But if you are just looking without the lens of the historical context of it, right. then you will never understand that. And it's the same for Mardi Gras. Um, I was watching my friend doing a bunch of things in Mardi Gras this year because um, they live in New Orleans and all of the things I was like asking questions on Snap and like Instagram. I was like, oh, what's that for? What's this? What's that going on? And a lot of it was based in traditions. And there used to be a show called like Southern Living or Southern something that was about New Orleans. And it talked about 
um, how they prepared for Mardi Gras. And it, it was a mixture of like black and white people, but how they prepared and the traditions and getting on floats and what that looks like for them, how far ahead they had to do it, what they had to wear. And so for us looking at it, yes, it can be just, oh, well, they're on floats and they're drinking or, oh, Brazil, they're wearing barely a thong and their nipples are covered. Or even with arguments from people who don't know better looking at Trinidad being popular this year and making comments on um, Caribbean people taking the opportunity to be slutty and not knowing any better. Um, it's just they don't understand the traditions because if you look at like Curacao or if you look at all these other places that have, or even like Grenada that has like job job and all these things and you look at the different things, they don't see that because they're highlighting the women in the costumes and they're not looking at the other facets of Trinidad. I, when I was in Trinidad, yeah, you had Tribe and all these other big bands that were mostly like regular costumes as you see them in modern times, but there are like still pants playing on the road and there were all these other things but those things are not glorified mm -hmm. so I think it all comes down to perception because all of it is there every year both of those two things the historical components and the modern day components mm -hmm. are there but well, a lot of people don't look at it and this is what I was going to say right because if you look at it right um, when you look at Mardi Gras now it's largely like I don't know I don't know about anybody else but when I think of Mardi Gras I think whole bunch of a certain colored people taking off their tops blah 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 <laughs> right and then when you look at like when you look at Brazil, it's also when you think about what the view around that is, is you see these sexy, exotic women. But you also know that within Brazil, like the way that colorism works there mm. and that even though, let's say, black Brazilians are excellent at what is the dance that they do there? Samba. Uh -huh. Sam right. But it's hard for them to make it up into those top tiers to be able to perform that during the carnivals. I had watched some documentary about it. So. It's just interesting to see, like, it's almost kind of systematic, whereas then you have the Caribbean um, that is really just tailored to the mixture of Caribbean people that we have. I don't feel like right, or at least yet, and I guess that's something we're probably going to talk about, um, it hasn't gotten to the point where it's marketed towards specific type of individual. So yeah. I think both of y'all bring up extremely pertinent points. And I think what I was going to say that ties into that is it's part of like media, marketing and tourism, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things is sex sells, right? The, you know, and that's kind of what sold Brazil, even like the wildness of the stories of people Oh, I got so, excuse me, I got so fucked up for Mardi Gras and like there were tits everywhere and whatever. Like you could totally see Yo. Americans like come back and tell those stories. I've been to Mardi right? Gras mm -hmm. to let y'all know the tits aren't that amazing. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Uh, In case we were wondering. In case we were wondering. Like... But that's not, that, you know, it's the sex selling versus the culture selling. And I think even, you know, Camille, the topic that you're bringing up about race, that's still, you know, what the, media coverage was you know chosen to be you know like mm -hmm. both like sex and colorism plus whatever the underlying like cultural things you know are right but it's still not necessarily us or the individuals involved in it telling the story but you know whatever outside coming in thing um, um yeah I guess the color is like that like Camille was saying the color is kind of critical in that we in the Caribbean are mostly dark skin and then places like Mardi Gras and 
maybe other carnivals around the world is not as prevalent as it is in the Caribbean. I think another perception as well is that us in the Caribbean and our food world nations are we not that advanced. Because how many times have you introduced your country and people make a joke like, oh, you guys live in hurt, so you love internet, you love cable, how do you... How, do you, how did you get here? Like, you know, all these kind of perceptions kind of live on in the mind that, you know, okay, they can't even not really a big deal compared to, like, a big a bigger country like Brazil or a state like New Orleans, um, no, Louisiana, in a city like New Orleans. <laughs> and, like, you know, the perception is that, you know, ours is not that big a deal. But Sorry. nowadays... <laughs> With more celebrities and people hyping up Caribbean Carnival, people starting to take notice. Um, our government's actually marketing it, it like overseas, like their buses and posters, you know, Trinidad Carnival and St. Lucia, come to visit St. Lucia, visit Barbados. So we're actually marketing now somewhat to people outside of the Caribbean, whereas before it was just, hey, if you're from this country, go over there and... If you're from these other islands and you know about Cropover, but you don't really know about Cropover, but you go over there to experience it, compared to now where Cropover is actually marketed like, hey, you might get a chance to see Rihanna. Yeah, (laughs) Adani, I think you bring up a good point, but, you know, just to, you know, put put the race thing or whatever to rest, the thing you have to give Mardi Gras and Brazil as compared to the Caribbean carnivals is the longer term like history and as well as the size right the history of it being like a marketable thing right Mm -hmm. or or treated as a marketable activity but also the size and and scale of it i think now even as people are just looking for more exotic experiences and the world has become you know more open um you know that's giving us the opportunity which would give us a good segue to talk about the foreign stuff but 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 here's my thing um you're saying all that but i believe out of those three things we comparing i feel like our caribbean carnival is more accepting of everyone in it terms is of and any and anyone because to it the is. point that now you've seen we having carnival in japan yes and people playing mm-hmm. our soca music in japan so i yeah. feel like while those other things may be bigger and whatnot our carnival in the caribbean inclusive. is more inclusive and welcoming of any and everybody mm. we don't Another... turn nobody away and tell them you can't jump because you're not from here we just anybody can come to piggyback on that point, right? I think the music is another big difference. I think Brazil and Mardi Gras, they have a set kind of music. And if you can dance to the beat of the instruments, then you can get there. The Caribbean, mm. every year we have set songs, right? Some songs come back, but we have a set songs. We have a whole playlist developed just for that year of carnival. Yeah, so Trinidad, St. Lucia, Barbados, even Jamaica, like even Jamaican artists will come on with soca artists and then Jamaican dance will be playing at Jamaica carnival. But from that year of like, you know, it's not just a beat. Somebody just playing a beat. Like it's actual music yeah, and we have an actual yeah. music competition. We have an actual um, soca competition, Calypso, um, Pan, all these other competitions. So our carnival is multi-level. Not that this isn't, but our carnival like has many different, you know, things to compare to where Mardi Gras and Brazil is mainly 
the the parade and activities leading up to the parade so, and the, so, so guys, let's let's keep things moving a bit i i'm sure okay. you'll find a way to bring your point back in but um how do you all feel then with our carnivals becoming more open more inclusive more carnival more caribbean carnivals sprouting up around the place how do you all feel about um things like foreign tourists and foreign celebrities coming to local carnivals shauna i i am very excited for anybody who wants to share in caribbean culture and come and experience it um learn the historical components of it contribute to the tourism of each respective island Mm -hmm. um i am super excited for that what i am not excited for about is somebody coming to trinidad going to jamaica going anywhere else posting a picture at Soka Brainwatch and calling it Trinidad Coachella. That is what I'm... Yeah, I did um, see that. (laughs) That is what I'm not excited about. So I... Go, Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Burning man. Go ahead, okay. Shonaki. When you finish, I will. When you finish, Shonaki made a good point. No, go ahead, Shonaki. When you finish, after yeah, that, so, because you made a good point. Yeah, so I am um, all for sharing my culture. Like, I have classmates when I went to grad school in DC, um, they go to Howard University. Um, I had a bunch of classmates who this was their like primary introduction was when I went to Miami Carnival and then when I went to Jamaica Carnival and they were like whoa what is this and they were excited one of them came down with me they were very excited to come and participate and so I taught them all the things the routines and why we did this and what you should wear like everything of that like I I enjoyed that component like sending a playlist ahead of time like a quick private Ryan mix or something like that and so they can understand it but Going to go because Essence is posting about it or because some other American magazine that is, yes, highlighting the black culture of carnival, which we sometimes don't tend to do because all the carnival photographers tend to look at fairer skinned people. Um, But, but, and we do that in our own islands within ourselves. That is not from the outside, especially Trinidad and coming up with Jamaica right now. And it's very frustrating, but magazines such as Essence Magazine and BT and different magazines like that that come and do features on Trinidad, on Barbados, once they saw Rihanna did it more than once, um, and probably now in Jamaica as it's growing, are focusing on the black components of it. So people are excited to go. And in regards to like Brazil, it's more accessible. Going to the Caribbean from the East Coast anyways is less than $500. Going to Brazil at any point in time is like $1,000. So people are going to easily try to go there. It's much cheaper. It's more feasible. We all understand English. So it's easier for them to be able to integrate into that. So we're very much more accessible. So if you're willing to partake and understand everything and pay homage, the culture that is fine but do not take it and try to incorporate it all the traditions everything that we have into some facet of american life and i do understand that you might not understand everything that's going on and this is just your perception but like ask a question speak to somebody who's there phone a friend there are caribbean people who have migrated all over the u.s all over canada all over england like if you're going to go i'm sure you realize this from speaking to somebody seeing somebody interacting with somebody who is caribbean when you decided to go so just take five minutes to ask a question instead of posting that it's coachella or something like that which is i find to be a tad bit offensive because you're just it's trying not. to it's in- carnival <laughs> yeah you're trying offensive. to integrate it yeah. into into something but- else that's not realistic yeah, but Sean, you made good points there, and I agree with you 
I I am welcoming everybody come partake. But you made a point. If you're willing to learn about it, learn why we're doing it, the different because that's my issue with it. You know, people want to come and partake, but they don't want to learn what it's about. They don't want to learn mm-hmm. why we're doing certain things. They just want to come and take their picture for the gram and say they had a good time and mm-hmm. post stupid captions like um trinidad coachella like what that that's so offensive in my opinion and that's my issue there and then you say the whole thing about they want to these magazines want to talk about black culture first of all as far as we can say it's caribbean culture it's not black culture and that's they i don't know and, and i have to say too right because not even just with regards to carnival but culturally as a whole right because tourists come and they don't know, you know, the cultural cues, the social cues. So they might be, you know, rude. The way that the privilege that they're exuding, the yep. this is what I expect, but you're in a Caribbean island and there are things that resources that aren't available or this is how you go about things. I spoke to a taxi driver when I went to crop over and he said, you know, he appreciates the business, right? The business that comes with the time that season, the carnival season. But he's like the things that he deals with, with some of these tourists, he's <laughs> like, it just makes them, it makes him rethink it because they have no cultural context. People not very telling very you very good morning and good afternoon, simple things like and they that. Just, but it, it's not even yeah. that. They're just very entitled. Even like when you had to pick up costume, like if if we were in America, I would have your job and I would call <laughs> No, you wouldn't because if I, you went down to Miami Carnival, you'd be doing boy. the same amount of weight <laughs> for Janet. You'd have because I do the same weight in any country for a carnival costume. It is the same. But no, back to Camille's point about like the tourism and the entitlement and stuff like that and also somebody mentioned about caribbean culture versus um black culture and the reason i mentioned the black culture component is that i find that even with my friends like of course i went to hbcu for grad school so most of the people who i was in school with that were asking me about carnival were black by default but i mentioned the black component of the focus because since i would say since rihanna i probably her second carnival um before because the third one was when she was like thick on her, but the second one when like she that. went, it, it. when she went, that was when they started posting and they're like, look at Rihanna's costume, this is it. So those magazines that picked up that, they picked it up because it was Rihanna and Rihanna was black. Not even realizing that we have like white, black, um, Asian, Hispanic, and all these different well, components um, within the Caribbean culture. And But they only highlighted, like, look at these great costumes from these great black people that are in the Caribbean. Like, I even had people like, oh, if I come there, is it going to be okay for me because they weren't black? And I was, like, showing them pictures, like, going through Trini Jungle Juice or somebody else and being like, look at all these multifaceted people. And most of these people are born and raised in the Caribbean or of Caribbean descent. Um, And they're not all black. So I think just mentioning that was to mention that is what is, um, that is the content that is being Mm -hmm. distributed in America from a visualization um, standpoint. So people think like, oh, it's black people in the Caribbean in Carnival. And most of the people that do tourism to come during that time end up being black people because that is the information that they have there. So when they go there, part of the customary being um, not having the context of interacting with people also has to do with that is that they're like, oh, they see this non-black person and they're assuming that person is not also from the Caribbean because all they've seen are pictures of black people in costumes. So then can I ask, can we go into 
we talked about tourists, but can we go into the celebrities? Oh gosh, can we please? Well, please. Well, before we before we <laughs> go into that, I just want to pose a question, right? Um, mm-hmm. How do we get the? How do we get people to care? And can we get people to care about the culture versus the good time? And are we no. are we doing no. a good we enough can. job? We cannot. We can no. all we want to, but you see, as long as and. You know, you you made a comment to me off air. You know, people saying how you know they think I racist against you, the white people or whatnot. But I, yeah, um, it's not I'm racist against white people. But you see, as long as white people, white people and Americans have their have this privilege about them, they're not going to care enough to want to know mm-hmm. about our history and why we do things and why it's important to us. And, All they're going to okay. see is the costumes and the good time and they go to, to No, jump. no, 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 no. So I agree with your point to some certain standards, but can we, t- t- let's take a look at ourselves as Caribbean people, right? When you look at the top people who do photography for Carnival, who put out promotional videos for Carnival, all these things, look at what they're showing. Like, outside of understanding the historical um, components of Carnival, are they taking the time to show the steel pans that are playing? Are they taking the time to show the... Like, they're not. So if we're not doing it either, how can we expect anybody else who's coming from another point of view to do it? It starts at home. It does. No, okay. I I agree. I agree to some extent because at the end of the day, Anadani, you as a photographer, you notice these guys, (laughs) they're posting whatever for the ground to get likes, to get followers. You yeah, know that. So as much as I want to hate them for whatever they're doing, <laughs> so I we are to blame. Them. But that's integrity. Game. You have to decide so what's important for you. Well. I can't shame There are times, honestly, where I will have even the past carnival I just went to last year, good images. But I'm like, will people actually like that? Because it's not a light skin yeah, girl doing this. Like this is it. actually like a really culturally appropriate picture of somebody playing the pan, somebody shaking. Um, some instrument, you know, and, and like being in the mood and like, eh, they're not going to get a lot of likes. People just want to see nakedness and light-skinned women on the timeline. So why But even- do you care about that more than you care about showcasing the culture? Because as a photographer, as an artist, that is your job is to showcase. So as somebody who's from, born, raised in the Caribbean, I feel like that is your duty to showcase those components of carnival if that's what if that's what the idea of photography is for you i think of photography as artistry so for me that is something that i would anticipate from you um so i guess what is the difference between deciding if likes are more important than showcasing the culture especially for you being fully engulfed in the culture as a human being and i think well, that's a for me personally for all of us though right like how much we choose to share the culture in our storytelling you know for me personally photography is my my side hustle it's not my main job so mm-hmm. i can afford to take liberties and show culture yeah. and you know i i'm not mm-hmm. doing things for likes i'm doing things because i like photography and you know i have my side money i make from it and then you know but i have a main job there are other people now Right. And, and y'all know the pages on Instagram where mm-hmm. photography is their only That's job. That's the only job. Posting yeah. car- people in carnival costumes is their only... That's their, their main breadwinner. So they mm-hmm. don't have as much liberty as I do to post 
stuff that maybe they think will not get as much attention or not get as much likes or get them as much future jobs, etc. But I personally, I will take a good person playing the pan picture over somebody else any day because just I like the culture aspect of it yeah, as well. No, I agree. I, and like just even like the mass crowd photos, I love those where everybody hands up in the air and everybody just having a good time. Like you can't single out one person, but you can just see that the the party lit. The party. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. You right? can see that energy in the photo. Yes, yes. So I, I like stuff like that. But that's that's coming from me because it's not my main job and I can afford to make those um artistic liberties, if you will, because I'm not dependent on that to eat. Yeah. Compared so, to some other people. So back to Camille. Um, let's transition back to foreign celebrities okay. coming to Carnival. Yeah. I think as a marketing strategy, as opening up Carnival to a wider audience, foreign celebrities coming and participating in Carnival, just like any other foreign tourist, is great. It's great exposure. Um, but what are the other sentiments around that? So, like, I know there was a lot of talk about Ashanti. Um... Oh, gosh, let's not. <laughs> Wipe your drool, Adani. But Ashanti, Ashanti was different from any other celebrity Yo, in the past that was, that was coming. I find she aged well. I find she aged well. Adani, we were I'm not asking you that. Okay, we were, we're not, not talking about Asian Adani. We're talking about Carnival. I find she just looks very nice. And if Ashanti is listening, hit me up. <laughs> oh, <Why? laughs> okay, Adani, you're Get, cut off. Can we cut him off? off. <laughs> so Vernon okay. was saying he found Ashanti was very involved in the culture, which I do agree with. Yes. is what I was saying yeah. that was very different. It's not like yeah. Amber Rose, however many years before, who was literally just uh, there in a quarter. Black China. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, when they went. Yeah. And whoever else. Ashanti made a soca song, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, 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 Okay, but can I ask, right? Because didn't she kind of have to, right? Because they already had this song. This song was no, this but was on even mixes. before that. So marketing, right? Like, wouldn't you think that they'd kind of have to see her doing these things or what? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. She was in it. She, she was all over, you know. I find like even a little bit. I was wondering like if she was trying to move to Trinidad because I found like she was a bit. There, you know, she's getting a bit too familiar, like hey, like Shauna Trinidad. So not just Trinidad. Ashanti has been in the Caribbean yes. for the better part of five years. Like mm-hmm. she has been in Jamaica for extended periods of time. Yes. She hasn't made a song with anyone, thank God. But <laughs> she has been oh, there. She's a, really she's a great singer. I just wouldn't want her on a song with five <laughs> or anybody else. But <laughs> <laughs> Ashanti has been in the Caribbean for a while another person who's been in the Caribbean is like Maya back in the day when she was doing songs like Bean Banner and stuff like there are mm-hmm. celebrities like that who have been engrossed in the culture yes. outside of the carnival time so her I don't really have a 
problem with and Camille to your question I don't I don't think that she partook in those activities to promote the song uh-huh. I think that that was just her because Spice's song with Destra and Spice was there for like Michelle Monday and then she left. She so yeah. it, it, and she's right there. So it, I don't think it was a promotional standpoint. I think genuinely just seeing her moves like Sleek Jamaica post her a lot and stuff like that. And she's been in the Caribbean in a, on an island somewhere for the better part of the past five years, at least visibly on social media anyways. Um, so I don't think that's it. But to the point of like Amber Rose and people like that who are coming, like my only thing is what I said about people who are not celebrities is to understand and respect the culture. I would be very, very upset if I paid thousands of dollars to go to Trinidad, have a time, do all the things that encompasses going there. And I go to a fair that I paid a hundred and something dollars for all inclusive and they stopped the music and stopped having a good time because some celebrity who didn't understand the culture wanted to do some crazy twerking, fighting, doing something yeah. else that was unbecoming of enjoying your time and getting your money's worth in effect. That's the only thing I have a problem with. And when I saw a lot of videos, I saw a lot of that. Like they were on trucks doing stuff and doing all these things that was like, why? And they would be like, they would give them the mic and they would be talking and doing these things. And it was like, it didn't really, it didn't make sense for them to be there in that component to do anything than enjoy it. And I, if they had just taken the time to do that, enjoy it and dance and listen to the music and drink and eat and do whatever else great but they were taken away and distracting from people who saved up all year to go to carnival to have so a do time you, okay, hold on, hold on, do you I, think I mean, people are uh-huh do you think people no. are gonna again, me or go, again, sorry i want you all to remember all of this oh my god just remember <laughs> okay. it all trust me just okay Camille, go ahead <laughs> I was gonna. Say, I was gonna say. So, do you think then that with this celebrity culture, you know, slowly celebrities coming, especially even when we look at Ashanti, do you think that the people coming now, the tourists that come from that, the fans that look at that and want to do it, do you think that's going to bring good or bad? Financially oh. good. <laughs> um, culturally, not so great. Not so great. Um, yeah. Not so great. I don't think it's going to be terrible, but I think it's going to be a rise of kind of smaller fets because what I did see was that a lot of the fets that they went to were the bigger things like Michelle Monday or like um, the breakfast fets that were like the bigger beach house fails, stuff like that. So they weren't going to like the smaller, lesser known things that you'd maybe have fun with, maybe like a candy coated cruise or um, ambush or something like that. They were much more at the ones where you weren't getting paint and powder on you. You could be visible to, yeah, the high end stush, like that, those kinds of fets. So that would be the only differentiation is that you're going to push more people who want to see celebrities and who are enamored with that kind of lifestyle to go to those and that's probably going to skyrocket the prices and people are going to pay for that exposure and then you're going to have those other people who want to still have a regular normal time at carnival without the distraction of that and they're Mm -hmm. going to go to the other fets so i think it's going to be good and not so good to piggyback on that i'm worried that this will price out the locals yep. and people in the region out of the carnival festivities. Because mm. now, if you have suddenly an influx of foreign people from Europe and America and Canada coming down for crop over or Trinidad, your Airbnb used to be 40 US a night, but now they're getting so many offers, they can now charge 100 US a night. Suddenly, 
going to these carnivals makes it a lot a lot less cost effective for people in the region maybe people even people locally like maybe go to a few events but now it's so expensive that it doesn't make sense for them to go so that's what i'm concerned about with the this increase in popularity and and fame from um outside entities I think it, I mean, it will happen, but I think outside entities or not, the fact that we're all trying to grow our carnivals, it's something that's been happening every year, even just with the regional visiting, the di- diaspora visiting, you know, it's already happening, right? Um, it's just at what um, pace can the economy, you know, keep up to the needs and um, how long the celebrity effect will will last Mm. i think another thing about the celebrity thing and camille and shonaki all can um you know let us know y'all take but as if from my experience like growing up in saint lucia and you know experience with other caribbean people like celebrities are not that big a deal as they are like here in the states you know like that crazy fandom that you know you have even just our quote-unquote local celebrities right you can just like see the person you know at the chicken van there with you and it's like oh yeah look mate okay moving on listen don't, don't get me started on Moto's waistline. <laughs> All right. I hope he hears this. I hope he listens to your podcast. <laughs> of course, Moto listens to our podcast. I did But I did. I actually did kind of want to ask you, like, on this, because I, I think you guys kind of touched on it t- slightly a little bit, but not quite there. Like, do you guys think that the artists, and I'd be curious to hear what Vernon thinks about this, but. Do you think the artists are to blame for, you know, some of these changes in Carnival, these this evolution that's been happening in Carnival? I think evolution is natural, yeah, right? But mm-hmm. the thing is, how do you, with the evolution, maintain your identity and your culture? And I think that's the the core as we go on, right? Just to the statement of the what. A Trinidad Coachella or Caribbean Coachella or whatnot. Private Ryan and whoever else, they our, our Caribbean people have gone and they've traveled the world and they've taken these experiences, but they take it back and morph it into what is true to our culture. Yeah. I think the things with bringing the celebrities from the States and from whatever, it's fine to bring them, but don't let their fandom outshine the culture and the reason the the reason for being there because it's it's fine for them to come but you know what are we here for we're not i'm not going to affect because you tell me oh ashanti hosting the thing no that's not why I'm going to affect. So don't try and make that the selling and point of And that's the thing. Trip. I think we've even seen some parties in the Caribbean, maybe, maybe I don't know if y'all have seen it so much, kind of flop or be like a question mark when they've tried to bring that model of, oh, this celebrity is hosting whatever. Because Caribbean people don't like, care about well, I, that, I care right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I care about the them. rum at the bar. Yeah, the DJ. <laughs> but let's say, like, but, people are are blaming, like, for example, what I'm seeing. People are saying, like, Michelle is the reason for this outrage. 
right? No, just for the song. No, just for the song. Just for the song. Just for the song. No, but just the song. The song. Just the song. Okay. We're blaming Michelle for the song because of his influence and him forcing us to listen to the song and all these at every fet, everything. But to back to Anushka's question about just like. Um, in our statement about in general with the celebrities coming, as we spoke about earlier, when people are coming who are not of Caribbean descent and they are coming and seeing, oh, you have accessibility to these celebrities in a smaller scale than they would in the States mm-hmm. or than they would in another um, for, or in another country, they are flocking. So as Caribbean people, we might only care about the rum, if it's all inclusive, um, how it fits into your FET schedule. But the people who are coming who don't know those things, who don't have that context of if this FET is going to be great based on historical components and they just see Ashanti's hosting something or Amber Rose is hosting something, that might be a calling card for that tourism. And it goes back to people being priced out of those FETs. So those FETs might have a different pricing component than a regular FET would because they're coming saying, oh, well, I'm enjoying Caribbean culture, but it's integrated into American culture because I'm, a see- I'm seeing an American celebrity there. Whereas we are going to see somebody stand and see Usain Bolt standing next to the um, jerk chicken man outside and nobody cares. <laughs> and so, nobody yeah, cares. You seen, what you saying, though? So, so yeah. you'll head up. <laughs> yes, bitch. We got hot bottles. Yes. Um, but head up, head up. So, segueing, segueing into... Hold, hold on, on that, that before you segue, hold on. Because um, you said about people coming because accessibility to those celebrities. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. If that's why these people come in because they want access to the celebrities and they go to come and not partake in that culture properly, I don't want them to come at all. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have a say. You don't have a say. I know I don't have a say, but that is my opinion. That's my stance. Like, if that's why you okay, come in... Aries. Okay, Aries. No, if that's why you come in, then you are the problem as to why people view our carnival in that light and they think they can no, come. It's a I, but these are I, not I, these are not caribbean people though these are these yes. are the promoters who are pro- these are caribbean promoters you'd be hard-pressed to find an american promoter oh, who's no, not of caribbean descent but i get it though it's yeah. almost but they, like you're handling you're like handing people your culture to appropriate yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. no you're appro- no you are you are appropriating the culture yourself and bringing people in to help you do it because you are literally say, you're watering down the culture and yeah. saying yes we're going to we're going to play essentially a 2019 private ryan mix but we're also going to have this such and such celebrity hosting and you know that there's going to be a demographic a target market that's going to be essential for that and so they're going to come because they're going they're going to be able to snap that they're in trinidad they're here in soca but in front of them is not going to be the Trini people picking up something and running with it. It's going to be some celebrity. <laughs> You're right. It's like, going what? to be some celebrity yeah. that's there. And they can say that that they can see that celebrity. They didn't have to pay $300 to go to the front row of a concert. They can see said celebrity and be in close proximity to them and put that on their Snap, put that on their IG stories, IG Live, whatever. And so they are catering to a market who is there because now you have those yeah. essence and the different people doing story so they are catering to it and i don't want them as much as they want them but from a financial economical standpoint it's very good for the country it's very good for those promoters it's just watering down that because then 
those people might have more influence. They might be the ones writing those essence articles. And that's mm-hmm. the only component of carnival that you're going to see. Whereas we have the responsibility as Caribbean people to showcase something different and showcase the true thing. And we're not some most of the time because we want clicks. This so is getting thing, real. I don't even know. So, so last the thing, segue. The thing last about it, right, oh. is just, just before you go, Anushka, <laughs> okay. is that you have to you have to know your audience that you're targeting, right? And if you are bringing people to the well, there's a chance that they will not care about your culture, but there's also a chance that they will care about your culture and they will learn something. So people might come to the Caribbean thinking, yeah, we're going to do this and that, and then the culture might overtake them. They might suddenly become interested. So I don't think it's... We should we should give people the opportunity to learn. And mm. if even though you come in to see Ashanti, well, by God damn it, we're going to teach you something about carnival. And like, you know, it's our job as, you know, Caribbean nationals to kind of, you know, even though you came here for that, you're going to leave with something more than you came here with. And that is our culture, mm-hmm. knowing about our culture a bit more than you did when you landed on that airplane that landed safely. Yeah. But we're not going but, to the Ashanti Fets, so how are we going to teach them about it? We're going to... No, no, I mean, not, <laughs> yeah, but not, not the Fets, not the Fets itself, because I don't know anybody that wants to learn about culture at a Fet, but I'm talking about <laughs> while you're on island, right? There are a lot of opportunities, because we went to Cropover, and we, like, we were doing a ton of, like, just normal local stuff where, like, it wasn't really a Fet, but we were there and we were interacting with locals and we were talking to locals and we were having a good time. So there are plenty of time where you're not in your hotel room and you're not in a fed waking up. But you know, you, you there are plenty of time for you to like anyway, meet somebody topic. and so, bounce ideas, etc. Yeah, Keeping topic. it moving, guys. Yeah. Um, last topic for the podcast, which might be the most controversial one, but kind of fits with everything that we've spoken about so far. This past week, the most um, week, week and a half, one of the most controversial things on social media was this whole Joe Budden segment speaking about <laughs> Caribbean content. Does anybody remember the exact um <sighs> it was a seven second it was a seven second clip of Joe Biden saying these girls love to go to the Caribbean and put on the no, costume. He didn't say girls. He said these these hoes. Oh, oh, Vinan's oh, already okay. editing. Vinan's already editing. <laughs> these hoes. No, I, I was editing. I just couldn't remember the exact words, but I was just giving you know paraphrasing <laughs> yes. synopsis. Boys they love are going, very easy. They love to going to go and put on. They love going and put on the costumes and being hoes. That's what he said. It makes ah. Yeah. Okay, and to paraphrase my good good friend, um, Rihanna uh-huh. Naomi on this friend. screenshot. I don't know this girl, but so this statement, as it goes, and I'm taking mid-statement, is um, you have this egghead, Joe Budden, giving opinions and calling us all hoes and sluts because we're wearing costumes. Like his wife didn't need a modern costume to be a hoe when she was eating out Erica Mena dirty pleated skirt nanny <laughs> while stroke mouth on national TV and a dirty mildew tub. So that is my sentiment on Joe Budden making any comments and any statements on Caribbean culture and what he sees. I feel like for you to be saying statements like that, you can't live in a glass house and try to throw stones. So, you cannot live in a glass house and try to throw stones, period. Okay. Shauna K, do you have anything else to say on Joe Budden? <laughs> I, I want to answer Vernon's question because he said he had a question. Yes. Here's my question. Did you listen to the episode? 
I don't listen to Joe Budden in okay. general. Did you listen to the episode after? I, just want to I don't listen to Joe Budden okay. in general. So, here's the thing. If you had listened to the episode and the episode after, you would hear what Joe was saying. In that he wasn't coming for Caribbean culture. He is coming for the appropriators, the people who know nothing about our culture and come to the Caribbean and they don't try to learn. They just think, oh, let me go there and put on this nice costume and wild out. That is what like, he was saying. Like he has done by saying that. <laughs> right. Wait, so, and what that's did you my say, thing. Danny? What did you say, like, Danny? No, no, I was just saying he was talking about the appropriators, like he has done by saying that statement. So, you know, he's kind of, he kind of shooting himself in the foot. How is that appropriated, though? <laughs> no, but I mean, Joe Budden don't care about our culture. Like, Joe, At you, all. I, I'm not <laughs> worrying about whether he cares about our culture. So the fact that he was like, I, I'm talking about the appropriators, the colonizers, like, you know, that, that, <laughs> Like, you know, that, that don't really matter. Like, you know, you said what you said and now you're trying to defend it. But that defense but is even, But nah, even if they go there and wild out, there are plenty of people who are of Caribbean descent who go to the islands. And we spoke about it earlier, about people learning and having something and going without a costume. And we talked about our culture being very accepting and all that kind of thing. Going to an island, going anywhere and putting on a costume, putting on a bikini, deciding you're going to wild out. People aren't having sex on the road. They might. I don't know. But even if they are, that's their own prerogative. They paid their $1,200 for that costume. So you are on the road. You're getting your unlimited liquor because you paid for that band. You're doing all these kinds of things that are there. It's not like you're out there screaming like, I'm only here for the slutty costumes and F, the real Caribbean culture and doing all those things. We spoke about inclusivity and our job as Caribbean people to do all of these things. Nobody looks at a Caribbean costume and says, oh, this is going to be the perfect costume to be a slut. Mm-hmm. They look and they say, oh, that's a pretty design. I would look good in this. I could get in shape for this. So on one end, yes, it's, and I don't, eh, appropriation is a strong term, but I don't think there's a way for you to necessarily, as another person of African descent or Caribbean descent to necessarily appropriate the culture. But I think, as we spoke about, you need to learn some components, or we would prefer for you to learn some components of the culture, but just to call people sluts because they decided to go there and have fun and have a good time. The only difference between Caribbean people who wild out and people who are not of Caribbean descent who wild out is that most of them have the historical components of what it's for. It doesn't change the wilding out. So I don't understand how that is legitimate and how he has a place to talk about things when he lives in a glass house. That is my whole point about Joe Budden, period. And he says stupid things all the time. One carnival. (laughs) One carnival. If he had been to one carnival, you know, I'd be like, okay, you know, he's been to a carnival. He's seen a few people from the U.S. come and make a mockery of our culture, blah, blah, blah. Maybe he cares. No. He hasn't. Has he been to one? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Vernon, I has he been to one? I, I wouldn't know. I'm <laughs> okay. telling y'all, I am telling y'all based on somebody who listens to the podcast and I heard the, I heard the seven second clip that was posted on Twitter versus the entire podcast episode. So I know the context of the conversation and what was being said that I feel like, yeah, like I, I understand us in the Caribbean, we keep to jump and defend our culture, but Listen to the episode, he was not coming at us as Caribbean people in our culture. That is not what he was coming at. Y'all may feel differently, but so listen I to it. I, I heard it's... what I heard is somebody saying, and this goes back to me. Remember all the things I was saying earlier, guys? Remember those things? Remember it because later mm-hmm. on, 
This goes back to those things. We want to teach people and whatnot, but some of those people come and they don't want to learn. And that is fine. I, you may not have to learn. You pay your money, do what you want. But at the end, this is not Joe Biden saying all Caribbean people who put on costumes are slut. That is not what he was saying. So when I saw us going wild on the internet, us as Caribbean people, I'm like, yeah, like, if he had said us Caribbean people, like, yeah, I understand. That's but he was not coming for us Caribbean people. At but all. it doesn't matter. He was slut shaming. He was like, he was slut shaming. Yes, okay. Women, and the period. slut shaming, the that slut is what shaming, he was doing. That is another thing. That's another fight. I'm not fighting that fight. Like, that's his fight to fight. I get yeah, go at him for the slut shaming. But people were going after him for the Caribbean thing. There are people but going after the slut shaming part. But there are people going for the Caribbean aspect. He was slut shaming Caribbean culture. Had it been had it been African no. culture, any other culture, it would have been the same response because those people are the ones who are when they when he makes those statements, he didn't he didn't say, Oh, all these sluts that are out here because they don't know about the Caribbean in the same breath. And we're talking about breath. You had to if you have to watch a whole episode to understand the context of what he's saying in one single statement, then he needs to be a better orator if he's on a show making these well, statements. That's what I was gonna first say. Of all, first of all, the statement was said at the end of the podcast. And when I say at the end of the podcast, I'm talking like very end in passing. So and so yeah, very, and very nonchalantly. Whole, so if if he's trying to get across that whole point guys, in a sentence, then like he's not really valid in anything. In, in, in terms of that. But, but then Vernon, Vernon, what I'm trying to say is right, even though what you're saying is right, and he <laughs> wasn't trying to shame Caribbean people, right? And he said that. How many listeners does Joe Biden have? Listening That's what I was going to say. In that demographic of, of, of men and, and women from America or on that side of the world. Let's say he has, last I looked on, on SoundCloud alone, 80 to 100,000 listeners per episode, right? Wow. Even though you get 1,000 to 10,000 people of that same year, them who's in the Caribbean, because they did not understand what he was um, saying. like Exactly. And they do not interpret what he was saying like you do. So... As someone who has their own podcast and their own, <laughs> right, to the, supposedly listen to Caribbean culture that he knows that it's been appropriated, and supposedly he's aware of what he's saying and how his voice carries and how he can influence others, he needs to be more careful in what he says. That's what we are yes. saying. Well, that's what I am saying yes. personally. Okay. And it would be one thing if he came on and he said, Boy, I made a mistake. That's not what I meant. This is what I meant. I apologize. But that's when you come on and start, which is why I, 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 I didn't listen to that. I but... going on, I going on what he posted on Twitter because <laughs> it didn't sound very apologetic on Twitter. But homies, that's but, my but whole that's... thing as to whether you're <laughs> listened, and that's the thing. Okay, I get what you're saying. You're going to listen to the podcast, and it was a passing sentence and whatnot. But if you're talking about people who listen to the podcast on a regular, they know what is being said. They know he's not going at Caribbean culture. I, I think, they know who he's going for. I think, Vernon, the bigger conversation... And I know, but hear that. And I get... No, 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 no. Because I think your, your thing, I like standing up and, you know, sticking up for Joban. Yeah. May say, at the end of the day, he slut shame people. I don't have... I, yo, go for him at that. Kill him for that and whatnot. Crucify him. Don't care. Ooh. But what I am saying is, if you listen and you listen to previous episode and you listen to the episode after... You will see and you will hear he is not going at us as Caribbean 
people, summarize it, please. So, because <laughs> I feel like we're going to be arguing back and forth, <laughs> and I not I I like I'm not saying I'm right, I'm not saying I'm wrong, I'm not saying you're right, I'm not saying you're wrong, but we ready for right. time. so there are um a few facets right with his statement um there was definitely a part of it by just calling anybody a hoe um as much as that's accepted or has been accepted in the hip-hop whatever culture calling somebody a hoe and saying that they go in somewhere to act like a hoe um, you know, completely goes against the thing of freedom and liberty and is a hundred percent like slut shaming people, especially I'm pretty sure I was talking about women, um, for the same thing that men do, right? So um that's one aspect of it. In his statement, he you know, in talking about those people who were going, be it if they were going for culture, going for our culture or not, um, it was still a thing of bashing people that in our culture we're open to them participating because carnival is an inclusive um, thing for us, which I think is what Shauna K was saying. And the third piece in that is even if in his statement he was trying to say these cultural appropriators are are going to carnival and he wasn't necessarily trying to bash Caribbean people, it still kind of took a bash at carnival and was working against our whole thing of making carnival inclusive by shaming people for even participating. Is that fair? Did I miss anything? And he's influencing his crowd. Well, and I think the thing to notice, and even for us, even if we have like a baby audience in comparison, there's your podcast audience, right? And then if you burst or if you say something controversial, there's an audience of like that could potentially be the world, right? So even to say an apology... Your viral audience. Right. To say an apology on your podcast, which people didn't listen to in the first place because the nature in which we consume content is in snippets and as we get it, you know, we don't necessarily go down the rabbit hole and research everything, which, yes, you know, people could have done before they went and jumped on the bandwagon, but we've gotten so much in the habit. We take the facts quote-unquote, as we get them. Um, Even so, the apology or recant or whatever of the statement, since it was for a public, you know, since it was a public audience that took it, it should be more than just the podcast audience that gets it. And in the podcast, based on everything that we're talking, that we've spoken about... Now, if Joe Burton wants to come on the episode and defend his point, then he's welcome to do so. No, I'm done with you. But I'm pushing guess, your program, Adani. Uh, <laughs> Shauna Kay, since you gave us such great contributions, I'm going to drop this last question on you. Might be oh, a gosh. heavy one. In everything that we spoke about, what do you think this means for oh, the future? I put you up with the going to give Joe Biden a wine. That was, that was what I thought you was going with that. Joe Biden a wine. In, Th- you thanks know, for the interruption. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, what do you think all of this means um, the for the future of Carnival and its perception? Um, so I think 
carnival is going to continue being twofold, right? Um, I know one of the things that Bungie and Feyan try to do is they mix with Afrobeats artists, they mix with a lot of like techno, Jamaicans, and they're trying to get this idea um, of soca spread globally, um, which it has in some components, but they're trying to have ownership of it. And I think that that's what we have to do with carnival and carnival culture, is that um, us as Caribbean people have to own the components of culture and the education and making sure that we are showcasing what we would like to see. With the way how media is and the way how media is interpreted, whether it's um, Vernon's friend, Joe Budden, who is out here calling <laughs> us names, or or it's other people who are calling um, people in costumes slutty peacocks or other things, um, we can't really control that narrative too much. We just have to make sure um, we can't not control. We can't change the perception of people who are ignorant and do not want to learn. But what we can do is that we can take it upon ourselves to showcase the different components of the culture. Like when I'm in carnival, I try to showcase the jerk pan and the doubles man and the steel bands as much as I showcase my costume and my juve outfit. So that's something I try to put on my stories. That's something that I put um, in my photos and different things that I upload. So I think for us, it's important to see that because I know a lot of people that I know look to me when carnival planning comes to be that person that helps them. So I believe it is our duty. Like I have a job, I don't need likes. So I believe that it is my duty to showcase Caribbean culture in the way that I would want people to learn and understand it. Yes, it is in some facets going to be the costume and a more modern twist and you're not going to be in um, traditional wear as much. But I think that for me to be able to combat the celebrity part of it, which I we never answer this, but it's going to die down, I feel. Um, but to combat that celebrity part or the non-Caribbean descent part who doesn't understand the historical components of Caribbean culture and why carnival exists, we have to, as Caribbean people, be able to spread that for ourselves and to the people around us and to the people in our circle of influence. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I see happening. I believe it's twofold. Carnival is going to continue to grow and get bigger. Um, I think this is going to be a revival of when like 90s dance hall was big with Chabarang, San Beanie Man, um, but it's going to be more Soka and Caribbean culture. So it's going to be a, um, a surge of that. Um, so within that, we just have to be able to balance it out um, because once something gets that big, we're not going to always be able to control the narrative. Awesome. Great last words. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Anushka, I would like I would like to add, right, that I think the conversation is starting and the communication is starting. And I think that you guys are allowing at least a forum for the conversation to happen. And I think it's great because I think most people look at Carnival and thought this was going to be like, vibes, light, party, this, but I feel like we tackled some really good issues that we're seeing that are not widely discussed. And I mean, it. we're all taking a risk just going there. You know what I mean? Um, things that people are talking about, but maybe too afraid to really say. Um, so I mean, big ups to you guys for, for putting that out there. Oh, thank you, Camille. <laughs> um, no, but I think it, it even connects with um, Shauna Key's point, right? Um, 
at the end of the day, because even this podcast is an investment in our culture, right? And that's how we not only have to see carnival, but anything, you know, that is a representation of who we are, because no matter how much our culture and the Caribbean, you know, the or the Caribbean gets picked up in the mainstream, we're supposed to be the owners and investors, right, in the story, in the brand, um, in in what it is that being from the Caribbean or being um, a Caribbean millennial truly means, right? Which is having these deep conversations and not being, you know, shallow as people may seem or focused on, you know, the surface or Instagram. Um, so, yeah. Well, I hope you guys have a part two because this was great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for participating. Camille, I think you're, what, like three feet now or... <laughs> Um, Shauna Kate was also a pleasure having you on hope to have you back Um, so everyone who's tuned in thanks to listening to another episode if you have feedback please let us know and tune in next week Mm -hmm.